Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon. If you found yourself here, it means you are ready to unleash the powerful visionary that lives inside you, turning you into an authentic leader who creates influence, impact, and change. Let's get started. Hello, 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 friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Influencer Podcast. Julie Solomon here. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. If you have been a longtime listener, welcome back. Today's episode conversation, I should say, is going to be a fun one, and it's going to be one that I really don't hold back on. I'm gonna gonna give you some nitty gritties into this whole world of PR, specifically when it comes to book launches. And what it really looks like in front of the scenes, behind the scenes, in between the scenes. And I have a really interesting take on this. And and I want to kind of take you through this journey today because I have a book coming out for the first time ever um, on June 7th in just a couple of weeks, which is crazy. And this journey this year of putting this book out into the world before it's even out in the world has been quite the experience. Um, if you have not grabbed your copy of the book, you can do so over at juliesolomon.net slash get what you want. You can pre-order a hard copy. You can pre-order an audible. And if you do pre-order, you're going to get access to a live event that I am doing later this summer. A really uh, amazing workshop that I'm going to be hosting. And you can come completely for free. Your ticket is just pre-ordering the book or the audible. It's pretty easy. and. I want you to pre-order the book because I want you to read it if you're a reader or a listener of books, and I want it to impact your life. And that is where I want to start today's conversation with when it comes to best-selling book secrets, book PR secrets, really getting clear on what the goal is. Now, as I mentioned, I have been on this journey for the since the beginning of the year of working behind the scenes on marketing this book. And I'm going to talk to you guys about what that has all looked like. But that journey has started way before the beginning of this year. I started writing this book over a year and a half ago. I wrote my proposal over two years ago. And I got the opportunity to write a proposal for a book over three years ago. So this has been a three-year journey of me bringing my own book and my own message into the world. And if you want to even look back farther than that, this has really been a 10 year plus journey because books really started to touch my soul and impact me in ways that I could never imagine over 10 years ago when I was a book publicist. And now being on this side of the coin, I can say it has been a really interesting experience. And I think that When I started this journey, I was probably putting a lot more pressure on myself than I needed to because I had been a book publicist all of these years ago. And I think it's probably easy, or at least I know if, if I were me, if I had a friend that said, Hey, I'm going to have a book come out. And I'm, and she was a former book publicist. I would be like, Oh man, you've got this in the bag. This is a shoe in, But it hasn't been the case. One, I was a book publicist a decade ago, and a lot has changed since then. And two, 
just because I may understand some of the inner workings of how this all works, it doesn't mean that I'm able to change how it all works. It just means that I may have a different kind of awareness than, say, somebody who has never entered into the space of book publishing before may have, but it doesn't mean that the results or the outcome would be any different. And I have really bared witness to that over this year. Now, to give you a quick uh, feedback, uh, an inside scoop on what my world has looked like when it comes to this book thing over the last year, I turned my manuscript in last June. I then spent the process of editing it. And I think it's important to say to say this, when you write a book and, and put it out into the world, I think that it comes in three phases, maybe even four. You've got the proposal phase where, where you're working on the skeleton and the backbone of what this book is going to be. And then your proposal gets picked up potentially if you want to go the traditional publishing route and not the self-publishing route, which that's a whole other conversation, but sticking with this. So you have, you have the, the proposal route and then you have the writing phase. And now this is when you're actually writing the book and putting it out in the world or in your world, I should say. It's not out in the world yet, but it's coming out of your body, out of your brain, out of your heart and, and into paper. Then you have the editing phase, which is a whole other phase. And that's when you have, if you, again, if you go the traditional publishing route, you have a multitude of editors at a publishing house going through your words with a fine tooth comb and many, many phases of the editing process. Now, if you want to learn more about that, I had my incredible writing coach, Mary Curran Hackett on the podcast a few months ago. So you can actually go back and listen to her episode. She shares a lot about you know, what that, what that looks like, um, kind of from that side of things. If you want to kind of get more of a feel of that. And that episode came out in March. Um, and again, her name is Mary Curran Hackett. She's amazing. So then you have the editing phase and then you have the marketing and promotional phase. So there really is three core phases and then four, if you include the proposal, writing the proposal, writing the book, editing the book, and then marketing the book. So when you're going through this process, you want to be able to ask yourself along the way, what is the goal? Because different goals will end up really laying the groundwork for what you focus on. So is the goal to sell a lot of books? Is the goal to hit the bestsellers list? Is the goal to build awareness around your personal brand and to become more of an expert or a thought leader on a greater scale? Because those three things can have very different strategies. And it may sound a little interesting, like, what do you mean, Julie? Like, selling books is going to have a different focus than hitting the bestsellers list? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Maybe your goal is all of the above. Maybe you want to build awareness and sell books and hit the bestsellers list. And so with that said, that's why it's so important to figure out what your goal is, because it's going to dictate what you focus on, how you show up and really what that strategy is going to be. So with that said, I want to talk about also realizing that this is a marathon and not a sprint. And I think in the day and age that we're in now where people are so consumed with options and choices and content and products and services, it's good to lay the groundwork early on so you can start to build the awareness of, of your book and, and what's out there. But 
it's also realistic to remember that a lot of times our thought processes are here today and gone tomorrow. And if you burn yourself out early on trying to push something that may not come out for months in advance, you're probably going to get tired. So you don't have to do it all. And that's, again, where that question of what, what's the goal? Because that's going to allow you to really get laser focused on what actually moves the needle. So for me, in my book, my goal was to first and foremost sell as many books as I could because that means that I'm able to impact on a greater scale. I don't care to sell books just to sell books. I don't care to sell a bunch of books to random people and the books are just going to sit in their closets or their garages or what have you. I want to sell books to the right people who want to read the book, who are going to use the book to better their lives in some way, shape, or form. Another goal for me was building awareness. A book is a great asset to help you really build awareness around something that matters most to you. So whether that's building your personal brand, whether that's really touting yourself as a thought leader or an expert in your field, books really lend well to that. The other thing is hitting the bestsellers list. And I'm going to get into all of this in a little while, but this one is a little bit more hairy. A lot of times a bestsellers list is actually not dictated by the amount of books that you're selling. You may be a bestseller in the sense of how many units of a book you've sold and still not hit the bestsellers list. And so there's a lot to kind of play into this. So is it a dream and a goal to hit a bestsellers list? Well, of course it is. I mean, I think that's a beautiful thing to be able to say that you're a New York Times bestselling author or Wall Street Journal bestselling author or a you know Amazon bestselling author. But that has a different strategy behind it that we're going to be diving into in a little while. And so I think it's it's really important to get clear on your goals and why those things are important to you. If you are someone who wants to hit the bestsellers list just to say that you're a New York Times bestseller and you don't really care about the reach or the impact that the book makes, then you're going to be walking down a different strategic path. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. For me personally, that's not what mattered to me. But if you if, if that matters to you, that's okay. There's, there's nothing wrong in whatever your goal may be, but you want to just make sure that what you're working on is aligning with those goals. So with that said, let's talk about what actually moves the needle. So there's so many different types of media that you can do, get, collaborate on in this day and age. We've got anything from podcasts to blogs to contributing posts to TV, you name it, it's out there, Instagram lives. And I wanted to let you know kind of what works well and what doesn't. Now, again, this will go back to what your goals are, but I'm going to just lay it all out for you. So TV, everyone has this dream or this idea of being featured on Good Morning America, Today Show, Oprah, you name it. And that's great, but it doesn't necessarily move books, meaning you're not going to see a ton of sales come through from being on those national programs. It's great for vanity metrics, it's great to also boost up any type of reel that you'll want to start collecting, and it's great to build awareness. If one of your goals is to really build up your personal brand, become more known as a thought leader in your field or an expert in your field, doing TV is great for that. 
It's going to help you start to be seen in that kind of level. It really brings and elevates up the entire idea of the awareness of who you are as a brand or as a business, but it's not necessarily going to help you sell books and it's not necessarily going to help you hit the bestsellers list. Now, with that said, you got to find a medium that works for you, I think, and go all in. There's still a place for TV, as I just mentioned, but depending on what your goals are, you may want to look elsewhere. Case in point, podcasts. Podcasts are incredible when it comes to helping you build your awareness of your personal brand because you are getting in front of audiences that you may not have ever gotten in front of before. And it's also really great at selling books. Podcast is what is known in the PR space as long form content, meaning usually when you go on someone's podcast, you're talking from anywhere to 25 minutes to an hour on an in-depth conversation. This gives the listeners time to build the know, like, and trust of the guest and to really start to invest in them. And you can even think about it. If you've been a listener of this podcast for a while, just think about how many guests I have had on throughout the years that you started to either follow, or maybe you subscribe to their email list, or maybe you bought something from them, or maybe you're working with them now. And that all stemmed from you first hearing them on a podcast episode. So when it comes to getting your book and message out in the world, podcasts are no different. It's a great medium to build the awareness, to sell products, in this case, a book, to be seen as a greater thought leader. It's probably not going to necessarily help you hit the bestsellers list unless there's a direct co correlation with the books that you sell, which we'll talk about in a minute, but it is good for that awareness and for the book sales. Another thing that is really great for brand awareness and getting yourself out in front of people that may not know you is Instagram lives. This was something when I was strictly doing book PR, it didn't exist because Instagram didn't exist, or at least to the capacity that it is now. So lives were never something that I really invested a ton of time in or knew a lot about. But after confiding into uh, confiding into some supporters and friends and colleagues that have done this in the past, I have learned that Instagram lives are a great way to get in front of other audiences. And so I strongly encourage if A, selling books or again, B, building that awareness piece is a big goal for you, doing Instagram lives will work really well. When it comes to contributing posts and really getting out there in that way, that's going to be another brand awareness plug. When I say contributing posts, what I mean is that you go to entrepreneur.com or you go to um, wellandbody.com and you say, hey, I would love to write a feature for you. I will contribute. And then in return, I get to plug whatever it is that I want to plug. I get to put my website in there. I get to talk about my book. I get to talk about my podcast, whatever it is that you're promoting. So again, that's just going to get you in front of some new and fresh eyes. And it's also going to allow you to tout yourself as an expert or as a leader in your field. Does it help you sell books? Mm, it depends. It's not going to be as strong as say, a, you know, a podcast would be, but it's not going to hurt. Now I want to really stress the importance of seeing what works. And this is where testing comes in. When it comes to PR and media, you really do have to test, test, test an array of different things. First, you want to see what's helping you get closer to that goal. And the second thing is that you want to see what actually feels good. What feels good to show up for? I'll let you know just through my 
experienced so far, what has felt really good for me is being on other people's podcasts. Obviously, the podcast medium is one that I'm very comfortable with. It's one that I enjoy. It's one that I love. It's one that lights me up. And I love to have these conversations with these other incredible podcast hosts. So that has been something that I have really enjoyed. As creators, we often don't have a huge team to build our business, but that doesn't mean that we have to do it alone. Kajabi gives you all the tools that you need to build a profitable business. Kajabi is your all-in-one platform for digital products. Designed for creators to create, market, and sell their digital content, no matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and so much more. Now, there is a reason why Kajabi has been the go-to place for over a decade for so many creators. And you guys know how much I love data. You hear me talk about it all the time on this podcast, the importance of analytics. With Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates. With Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates, all built in. The best part? You don't need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com influencer. That's K-A-J. ABI.com slash influencer. Kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $6 billion. Now we know that running a small business is no feat, but our friends at JustWorks are here to make it a whole lot easier for us. JustWorks software automates HR for both employees and admins. As a reliable and flexible platform, JustWork earns back time so you can focus on running your business with big confidence. Signing up is a breeze. In just 30 minutes, you can set up payroll that streamlines paying your team, saves time, and mitigates errors. And it's desktop and mobile friendly. Plus, you can get ready to pay yourself and your amazing team in as little as two business days. That is the kind of speed and efficiency that we need as small businesses. You can even integrate time tracking and benefits that support running your small business with ease. Don't miss your chance to get one month free by visiting justworks.com influencer. Secure the limited time offer and start letting JustWorks run your payroll so you don't have to. Start your free month now at justworks.com influencer. Some things that I would say haven't lit me up as, as much is doing a lot of the social media plugs, but I will say it is one of those kind of necessary evils. This is another thing that moves the needle is making sure that you are consistently showing up on the social media platform of your choice. Again, find the one that works for you and go all in and really drive that home because you have to remember the social media marketplace is saturated more now than ever before. And most of the time, people are not seeing the content that you create. So even though you feel like you have been talking about something until you're blue in the face for the last six months, because maybe you have, it doesn't mean that people have actually seen the content that you've created. So I recommend, so you don't run yourself dry and you don't 
you know, want to bang your head against the wall to create some really solid content, find a number that works for you, and then just figure out different ways that you can repurpose that content. So you're not spending all of your time trying to create something new from scratch. Now, when it comes to the social media plugs and the promotion there, does it sell books? I think it depends on who you are. Does it help you hit the bestsellers list? Again, I think that that correlates a little bit to the book sales, but that's a whole other thing that we're going to talk about in a minute. Does it help you build awareness? I do think so, but I don't think it's going to be a quick awareness. I think it's going to help you build awareness over time. And that's just the name of the game with social media anyway. And I think that we all kind of know that at this point. I've said it before on here and I'll say it again, specifically with Instagram, because that's my platform of choice. It's not really a growth tool anymore. You know, when I go to create content, I'm not using it with the hopes that I'm going to grow a bunch of followers. I'm using it with the hopes that I'm going to be able to build more awareness and get the followers that I currently have more engaged in the content that I'm creating and making sure that they're seeing the content that I'm creating. So I think that the biggest piece to this is the importance of building the awareness of your personal brand, making sure that that is in the forefront and really getting clear about your goals as to what they are when it comes to your personal brand growth and you really being seen as an expert or a thought leader in your field. I do think social media is a must for that, especially if you have a product like a book coming out and don't feel like you are annoying people by talking about it every day. That is your job as an author, as a marketer, as a personal brand to get that information out in front of people. And I think that the longer term consistency of that is what is going to build the awareness. Now, I want to talk about help for a moment. Help is something that I know a lot of us can have a problem with. We are afraid to ask for help. We don't want to bother anyone. We don't want to ask for favors because we have a lot of mindset blocks around that. What I want to tell you, when it comes to launching something like a book, you have to take all those fears and throw them in the trash can. Now is the time to lean on people who you can lean on to support you. It's going out to those colleagues, those friends, those former coworkers, the supporters that you have in your community to try to get support with in any way, shape, or form and to collaborate with in some way. You really do also, if you can, want to lean on people who have previously launched books and ask for their feedback and guidance. I have been doing a lot of this over the last year with people that I know in my industry and in other industries that have walked this walk before and they, they know what it's like. And so I've gone to them and said, Hey, what worked well, what didn't work well, what was the best use of your time? What lit you up? What didn't let you up and really finding help in that way. And don't ever forget that you are only as strong as your ask and that a book launch is a team sport. I had my friend Alyssa say those two things for me, and I will never forget it because they are so true. Launching a book is a team sport, and you are only as strong as your ask. The worst thing that can happen is someone won't respond, or they'll say no, and that's okay. But you're only going to be as strong as the ask that you give. Another friend of mine, Jessica Zwag, said something that I thought was amazing when it came to launching a book. And she used a wedding as, as an analogy. And she said to me, she said, Julie, launching your book is like having a wedding. You are the bride. 
and you need to find and come on board and collaborate with people who want to be the bridesmaids. They want to give you your day in the, in the shining sun to be the bride. And they want to be your bridesmaids. They want to support you in that. If they don't want to be your bridesmaids, that's fine. But don't waste your time. Focus on the people that want to be your bridesmaids. And I love that analogy so much. And I think that that really applies to not only launching books, but to launching anything. You know, when you're putting your heart and your work and your vision and your your shine out into the world, it needs to be your wedding day. And you need to find those people who want to happily support you. They want to be your bridesmaids. So I love that analogy. I wanted to share it with you. And now we are getting down to, I guess I'm going to call them the bestseller secrets. So I am not a guru at this, but I do know a lot about it. I know a lot about it by being on both ends of the spectrum as someone that markets books in the past and as someone that now has a book coming out. When it comes to the bestsellers list, there's a lot of them. For example, Amazon, Wall Street Journal, USA Today, New York Times, Publishers Weekly, the list goes on. They all have their own ways of figuring out who gets on their list. They're all different. They Even some of them have their own algorithms. Some of them are typically based on the units that, on the actual units that are sold of a book. And some of them could not be farther from the truth. I can tell you for a fact, I have friends that have sold 30, 40,000 copies of a book and did not hit the New York Times bestsellers list. And then I know people who have sold 500 books and hit the New York Times bestsellers list. Since I am all about habits and routines and goals for the new year, let's talk about healthy eating. Now, obviously, this is a hot topic for so many of us right now because I know that so many people are looking to revamp their eating habits in the new year. But I think so often we fall short because of a few things. One, it can be really time-consuming to cook fresh meals every day, especially as a parent. Two, it can be time-consuming and difficult to prepare and go to the grocery store and just have all the ingredients that we need for the week. And so if you're anything like me, what tends to happen is that we fall back on old habits of just ordering out all of our meals or snacking around meals or just grabbing whatever we find in the pantry and not really giving our bodies the nourishment that we need. But a really simple solution that I have found for the new year is HelloFresh. Whether you want to save money, eat better, or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Imagine having farm fresh ingredients and chef crafted recipes delivered to your doorstep, no grocery store chaos. Also, what I love about HelloFresh is that everything comes pre-portioned right to your doorstep, which is a huge perk for me because of the time savings, and there's less hassle and less wasted food. Another perk with me because with two small kids in the house, it is so easy for us to waste Food and that drives me crazy. And even if there are nights where you barely have any time to cook, what you can do is check out their lineup of 15 minute recipes, which are amazing. These are great for those nights when you're just trying to catch up on all the duties and you just need a healthy but quick option. I made a really good chicken dish the other night and they also have some good vegan options. My husband is also gluten free. So they have something for everybody, regardless of what your dietary preferences may be. And this is huge for so many of us as I know. Now here is the big news. HelloFresh understands the breakfast game and how important getting protein first thing in the morning is. So HelloFresh is giving all subscribers 
free breakfast for life. Yes, you heard it right. A free breakfast item with every single delivery. I mean, who wouldn't want to wake up to that? We all know the importance of breakfast and getting that protein fix in the morning. And the fact that I just don't have to think about it just made HelloFresh a no-brainer for me this year. So that means you will enjoy a totally free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery. So go to HelloFresh.com slash influencer free and use code influencer free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while the subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com slash influencer free with the code influencer free. Check it out and find out why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. It is a crapshoot as far as I'm concerned. Uh, When it comes to USA Today and Wall Street Journal and even Amazon, I think that they they do tend to focus on how many units are actually being sold of something. But there is a lot of behind the scenes, a black box of information, if you will, that goes into all of that. But with that said, if becoming a bestseller is a goal for you, I want you to keep the reality of that in mind. Have the dream, of course, have the dream, work toward the dream, but don't let your ego get in the way of what the greater vision is, which should be, I think, the impact of your message and what it is that you want to put out into the world. That's the most important piece. And being able to slap a best selling sticker on a book, yes, it feels good momentarily and it's nice for the ego and it's nice for the vanity metrics, but at the end of the day, it doesn't dictate how great or how less the impact that your book can create and can make in the lives of other people. So you have to remember the goal. The goal is to impact. The goal is to, I think, build awareness of your personal brand so you can create more impact. It's not just about becoming a bestseller for a week and then your book disappearing and no one ever talks about it again. It's about visibility, longevity. Remember, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So when you think about that, and if you want to focus on the different bestseller secrets, I'm sorry, the different bestsellers list, there are some hacks or secrets, if you will, um, when diving into this. So for one, I have had people tell me that if you want to hit the Amazon bestsellers list, then your goal needs to be to try to get everybody that you know to buy just from Amazon. That is the goal. You don't want them buying from Target or Barnes and Noble or anywhere else. You want them to buy from Amazon. When it comes to the New York Times, I've heard a lot of different things. I've heard you want to make sure that it's it's called the spread. You want to make sure that where people are buying are spread out, meaning people are buying from Amazon, people are buying from Barnes & Noble, people are buying from Target. I've also heard that when it comes to the New York Times bestsellers list, independent retailers are very important. The Times wants to see that you're actually getting book sales from the mom and pop stores and not just one mom and pop store. But again, you got to remember the spread. They want to see it spread across the country. The other thing, and this is, I'm going to try to explain this to you um, in the way in which it was explained to me. There's something called bulk buys. And that basically means that someone can buy a bulk amount of your book. Apparently, the New York Times doesn't like this. They don't like bulk buys. They don't like to see, you know, there may be somebody out there that's like, well, hey, I can just pull out my credit card and I'll just you know, buy a hundred books from Target and a hundred books from Barnes and Noble and a hundred books from Amazon and hundred books here. But if they see that that's all coming from the same credit card or it's all going to the same mailing address, they see that as a bulk buy. 
So again, I'm just relaying the information of how it was said to me and how I retained it. I'm probably not doing this perfectly, but from what I have been told and from what I've learned along the way, it's all about the spread with the New York Times. They want it to be individual people with individual credit cards and individual mailing addresses going to individual retailers across the country and buying the book because that shows them that there is a spread across the country of people that are actually interested in your book. And it's not just in one region or in one store, or there's not one or two people out there buying all the books up. When it comes to the Wall Street Journal and USA Today, I don't know a lot of information about that. I have heard that the Wall Street Journal tends to like a lot of business-based books. I also know that when it comes to self-help books across the board, they're the toughest list to get on because they are the most saturated. So you want to also be thinking about if you have a book coming out, what category are you in? Because that's also going to play a crucial role in what list you could potentially get on and how competitive that list is. Also, seasons matter. What time of year is your book coming out? And how does that factor in? What other books are coming out the same week that yours comes out? And that factors in. So there's many different ways that you can skin the cat, but I just wanted to kind of give you an overview of how it's been relayed to me. And with that said, that is why I have kind of let all of that go. The way that I am doing it, I'm not directing everyone to one retailer. So, you know, I'm not trying to play the Amazon game where I want everyone to go to Amazon, or I'm not trying to tell everyone to, you know, get in their vans and drive across the country and buy a book in every city along the way. I'm just trying to spread impact. And most importantly, I want the book to have its own experience and its own journey to do whatever it is that it's going to do. Because I think at the end of the day, the cream always rises to the top. And I know we all love a good strategy, especially on this podcast, but sometimes the life of something is going to outlive a strategy any day of the week. So this is just my own perspective. I am just sharing my own experience. Maybe it gives you some ideas. Maybe you agree with me. Maybe you don't agree with me at all. That's all okay. I'm just sharing sharing my experience with you. And hopefully that kind of gives you some encouragement to do the same. Most importantly, that I want to share with you guys when it's come to launching this book and the biggest feedback that I can give you is to enjoy the ride. It's a lot and it can be exhausting at times, but it is so fleeting. And before you know it, the journey's over. And the journey has just begun in a lot of ways. There's, there's so many stages to this, but enjoy the ride of where you're at. Enjoy the ride of writing the proposal. Enjoy the ride of teaming up with an agent or not, depending on what your goals are. Enjoy the ride of self-publishing or having it published by a traditional publisher, depending on what your goals are. Enjoy the ride of writing the book. Enjoy the ride of editing the book. Enjoy the ride of marketing the book. And then finally, enjoy the ride of letting your book get into the hands and hearts of so many people and letting them have their own experience of the magical work that you created because you had the courage to do it. And I think that that is the most important piece to this puzzle. Because remember, at the end of the day, that is what it's about. Impact, awareness, your message, sharing your voice and your heart and the soul to the world around you. And hopefully you doing that gives someone else the encouragement and the strength to do the same. So I hope that today was insightful. 
was interesting, was curious. If you have any takeaways, if you have any questions, of course, you can always DM me over on Instagram at Joel Solomon. I tend to hang out there the most and I'd love to support you in any way possible. And I cannot wait for you to get your hands on my book or on my Audible. You can head on over to juliesolomon.net slash get what you want. And there's a ton of different places that you can order the book. Just feel free to order the book wherever you love to buy books, wherever you love to listen to books. And you're going to have it in your hands sooner than you realize. We've got just a couple of weeks before this baby is out in the world. And I cannot wait to hear what you think. Thank you so much for being with me. And I'll talk to you soon. As always, thank you so much for joining me today and every week here on the Influencer Podcast. If you're wanting to dive deeper into the topics and discussions that we have here, I would encourage you to head over to juliesolomon.net and sign up for my weekly newsletter. It is in our amazing newsletter community that we are able to really support you on a much larger scale. And I love to do a ton of amazing things that I send inside your inbox every single week. So just head over to juliesolomon.net. You'll see a little spot there that you can add your information in and you will get on the list and start receiving all all of that good stuff.